0: Welcome into the Titletown Sports Podcast. Uh, We are your hosts. My name's Craig Stanton. I'm Melissa. Hey, Melissa. Uh, Coming live from the (laughs) Titletown satellite offices down there in Quincy. Yep.
1: I got my Ocean View penthouse that I'm recording from down here.
0: Wow. Wow. I'm broadcasting from parts unknown, uh, (laughs) (laughs) otherwise known as the inside of a Ford Focus.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Weird. We're a high-class operation here, so... High
0: effort. High effort operation, that's for sure. This is some dedication, uh, the likes of which uh, we've never seen.
1: Agreed. Uh, Agreed. I just hit my teeth off the microphone, so good luck editing that out.
0: (laughs) We're off to a flying start, it (laughs) seems.
1: This is already going great. Uh,
0: Well, we got a lot to talk about this week. Yeah. Freaking, we got the Bruins regular season just ended. Yikes. Some fucking Celtics news. Their season's almost done. Uh, I mean that like literally and also metaphorically. (laughs) Uh, Some Patriots offseason crap. And then, you Mm -hmm. know, the rest of the world also happened this week. Where would you like to start, Clacky?
1: I'd like to start with the Celtics, Craig. All right, for tw- uh, for 2018, 2019 because that's what I'm looking forward to right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us what tell tell the tell the good people what happened this well, week.
1: Well, well, if you've been living under a rock and, and you don't know, our man Kyrie uh, is ruled out for the rest of the season because they found an infection in his knee when they were looking at those screws, uh, and it needed to be operated on immediately.
0: Oh, that see, maybe I guess I have been living under. I didn't hear about the infection part oh, of that yeah. story.
1: I mean, these are facts presented by Melissa Clark. I don't know how accurate they are, but I'm pretty sure that's what I heard.
0: <laughs> lowercase Lowercase F facts.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not well-vetted facts in any way. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident that that's what went down.
0: Gotcha. All right. So yeah, the, I, I knew those screws, the screws it's had never. To it's never a good idea
1: to have hardware in one of your major joints. Just, as, just as a matter of, of, you know, opinion, people, I think you should avoid that at all costs for a long period yeah. of time. Obviously, you need it sometimes was... to hold them together.
0: Well, I think in this case, yeah. I mean, he cracked his, he he broke his kneecap Ugh. in the finals a few years ago, which is not a common Horrifying. injury. Horrifying. You know, you get a lot of knee injuries in the NBA, but it's like, I mean, I don't know enough about the fucking, the human anatomy to know whether that's, like, a good thing or not, because, like, you know, Your Derrick Roses of the world and stuff like that had, like, ACLs and meniscuses and all this, like, tendon issues. Feels like a bone would be a little bit more sort of straight up. But, yeah, he had two screws and, like, a wire in the knee.
1: You use your knee so much. I feel like, okay, you break, like... You know, a radius in your arm, and like, cool. You just like set that thing and let it heal itself. But like your right. knee, your kneecap, that shit, ooh, that moves. It's like anything you do, your kneecap is probably engaged, and you probably don't even realize how much you use it until it is, you know, fucking
0: broken. Gross. Yeah, and you you gotta wonder how much that affected ha- affects like just like because again, it's the bone, not the muscle, but like the strength, the sort of like ability to like cut and in and and. I don't know, all that stuff. Right. Well, you imagine the Uh,
1: muscles around it must atrophy.
0: Right, right, right. But yeah, and and just a a shitload of hardware in there. Two screws and a wire. Too much. And they they went in to take the wire out to see if that would help, and then apparently that was not the case. You know what sort of annoyed me about this injury? What? Is that it didn't start as like, oh, he's got issues with the hardware. It started as like, oh, he's just missing a game for regular maintenance, and then it was, like, soreness. And then it was, like, oh, minimally invasive procedure. And then it was, like, oh, we're taking the screws out, out for the rest of the year. And it's just, like, yeah. it... it it was not played very straight by the Celtics. It seemed like they were just being like optimistic to the point of being dishonest (laughs) throughout the, the, throughout the uh, Kyrie knee experience of the last couple of weeks.
1: Yeah. You kind of wonder who was the one pushing for it. Like, did he want to keep playing and maybe the Celtics were willing to sit him down or like, did he want to call it and the Celtics were trying to get him to play through? And I, I honestly don't know because typically when you have that much ambiguity, it's, it's one way or the other. Like if they both agreed on the course of treatment, they would have just announced it then. Like yeah. they, You're not gaining anything by hiding it. If the ultimate outcome is that he's out for the season. So right. I, I'm curious, like who was pushing for yeah, him to come back? You think back? it
0: was more of like a, like a save him from himself type of thing.
1: I, I do. I think I would guess that he was the one that was pushing. Cause like the Celtics are already without Hayward and you, listening to Danny talk all season, he did not anticipate this to be, their year and they like played out of their minds throughout the season and were definitely outperforming expectations. So I think if he got news that like Kyrie needed the surgery, he'd be all for like, yeah, do it and then let's come back next year better than ever.
0: When he we, being he, he being
1: Danny. He he being Danny. And oh, I, gotcha. I bet Kyrie was like, no, I want to play, man. I want to play. I can play.
0: Yeah, I gotta believe that the LeBron factor was uh, huge yeah. in Kyrie. And, and like that maybe that's just like the fan in me, like Hoping that you know the the players on the floor care as much about the rivalry as the fans. Well, in the they seat. should,
1: but, damn it! I, I mean, I think it does. If,
0: I think. I mean, I really do think. I, I think he wanted that matchup, and I think he wanted badly to beat LeBron because oh. because next year LeBron's gonna leave, exactly. and who knows where he's gonna exactly. go if he's even gonna be in the East anymore? Like the whole sort of power. Dynamic of the NBA is going to change dramatically wherever LeBron James goes.
1: Well, and did you have a better chance to take out the Cavs than this season? They've been like imploding from day one, almost. Yeah, like they pretty turned much their from the jump. Over. Like Kyrie had a real chance to prove who the star was on that team, and you you have to think that fueled him a little, particularly because he asked for the trade out. Like he right. he wanted to prove that he was the all star and he was like the next big thing, and that was his chance right there
0: yeah what a bummer, though. I'm just, like, I'm uh, mostly yeah. just bummed out that, like, that, the, the, the postseason run that we were all looking forward to is just so, like, the air is just so out of the balloon right now. Yeah,
1: so anticlimactic, too, for it to just be, like, wah, wah. <laughs>
0: like, oh, yeah, and, man, and that's the whole gone. thing with the nature of how the injury went down, too, because it, it just sort of slowly devolved yeah. into season-ending surgery. It wasn't even, like, there was this one dramatic event, like... Right, it wasn't, yeah. like,
1: Hayward, where he's, like, on the court, comes down and you're like whoop that's over right it was just kind of like oh he's out yeah it just meandered into him being out for the whole season
0: yeah super bummer so other than just like abject uh disappointment does that change like so so in the in the intervening time between Kyrie being totally healthy and him being out for the season there was this period of a couple weeks where he was going to be out but was presumably going to come back in the second round or something so he was going to pretty much miss the first round and then like the the rumors were that him and Marcus Smart would come back round 2. Yeah. Does that does does the absence of Kyrie do you think that changes sort of the expectation of what they do in the first round? Cuz I've actually heard a lot of people talking like, "Oh, well, you know, if they can get past Milwaukee or if they can get by the Wizards, if they can get by whatever." And like the previous week, Kyrie was still not in the equation yeah. for the first round and people right. were like, "When Kyrie comes back in the second round." And it's like, "Wait a minute." Nothing changed about that first round in terms of health. Why are we now saying, like, w- opening the door for losing to the Bucks? Uh,
1: uh, the Celtics should still have a chance to win in the first round. A strong chance.
0: I they, think they should win. I think it would be bad if they lost. I think that would be a, an underachievement if they lost.
1: Uh, well, the only thing, is <laughs> like, man, they have n- literally no bench like they had to get an injury exception to get to sign a guy off Gibson or whatever to sign a guy because they didn't have enough players to play. Like I, <laughs> I don't I don't understand. Well, That's uh, like a enter. youth league soccer team like calling a kid in I'm like you got to play kid. I I I don't know. So so I do still think they should win the first round. I'm not gonna call it a disappointment if those if they get hosed like they just. Oh, and four gets swept and are like, not even competitive. All right. Now I'm pissed. But if they have a competitive series, it comes down to seven games. They're all seven game series. Right. Then like, correct,
0: unfortunately, I
1: know then like, all right, y- you know, it's you, you did what you could with what you had and like, let's get ready and regroup for next season where they should dominate the East.
0: Yeah. I basically have that same attitude, but round two, I still need a round out of them. I mean, the only I, I just feel this is the this is the Brad Stevens thing. We like they just went like to they they went they beat Toronto without Kyrie. They went down to the wire with uh, Milwaukee on that night where they didn't even bring a point guard on the trip. Yeah, like they they have proved I think with or without Kyrie, well, obviously with, but I think even without Kyrie, the only thing that changes about the team on the floor is like something inside of them you know knowing that Kyrie Irving's not coming back you know like how does that change the sort of like mentality of the team and I think that's something where the coach needs to step in there and be like I don't know it's just I, I don't think anybody had any doubts about them in the first round before Kyrie went out now I feel like all I hear is people fearing the Wizards and fearing the Bucks and fearing the Heat all of a sudden I'm hearing about how great of a coach Eric Spolster is and shit in Miami and it's just like Okay, I don't know. No. Feels, feels like <laughs> paving the way for uh so, feels like paving the way for a first round exit but i'll be i'll be mad
1: isn't there kind of that like you could do anything for 30 minutes right like you've heard that mantra before like that's how yeah. you gotta live life and so it's if you're the team and you're like well we just gotta get through this one series and then we get Kyrie. we can do that we can do this for four games and win without Kyrie. and now yeah, you're like yeah, yeah. oh man like even if we win <laughs> then what
0: Yeah, the road definitely got a lot shorter.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they've run out of runway, if you will.
0: Um, But yeah, definitely just a bummer. I was super looking forward to having a nice, you know, deep playoff run for both teams, Bruins, Celtics, back-to-back every night. You're watching something go down.
1: Right, and it's not just Kyrie. Don't we all want to see LeBron taking down a peg or two?
0: Oh, God. So bad. Yeah, and especially if he leaves the East next year, like, you know.
1: Then what? Then what? He'd go play for the shitty Lakers.
0: Who cares? Well, yeah, and then and then I mean that'd be great for the Celtics, to be honest. The, the East would just oh, be the East would theirs be for the taking. Wide but, open, wide open. Um, this definitely felt like a year to at least get over the LeBron hump. I mean, I don't think they were gonna fucking beat Golden State or anything like that. But think anybody is? It, yeah, no, me neither. But but it would have been for, from a Celtics perspective, it would have been significant to get over the LeBron hump for the first time since what 2000. Eight, nine, whatever. Yeah, something like that. All right, there's your NBA minute. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Should we move on to the other disappointment in town?
0: Yeah, you want to talk about the hockey team?
1: I do. The end of the season is just like a big WTF to me.
0: Yeah. So the Bruins' regular season ended last night, Sunday night. Yeah. Uh, it is now against Monday a the ninth. Crazy
1: makeup game against the Panthers. Which yeah, base. ended up mattering. Who would have guessed that like three weeks ago? That was like a random Sunday night game, last game of the season for literally the NHL. And then it ended up mattering for the Bruins.
0: Yeah. So uh, about a week and a half ago after that, like 4-2 win against Tampa... The Bruins occupied first place for like a cup of coffee and then it immediately went back down to yeah. second, but basically got a gift because Tampa lost in overtime the night before. Exactly. And they had the opportunity on Sunday night, last game of the season, to beat the Florida Panthers, who had nothing to play for, right. not a playoff team, to take over first place. And that would mean they would draw the Devils in the first round of the playoffs instead of the Maple Leafs. And much like for the most of the last week of games, they just suck. Oh, they, they didn't just lose. No, but like they, they looked like in. trash.
1: They had a great second period. They played awesome. They had tons of energy. But like the first and third, like Jesus, was the ice tilted in the Panthers' favor. And to your point, they had nothing. The Panthers had nothing to play for other than pride. Yeah, I mean that. They don't that, that was a, a team where
0: if you went up on them early, gave them a reason to quit, they would have quit. You know what I mean? Like put up two, three goals in the right. first period, and they just warm up the bus. They had you know?
1: a game the night before, and they had to travel up here from sunrise florida to play like oh god oh my
0: god yeah that's right i forgot about yeah, that talk yeah they about were like back-to-back coming yeah. into your building like oh out, that's out, gross out of
1: the running and they just fucking owned you and they what they, a
0: gross way to end a great regular season
1: <laughs> yeah the whole week i felt like the celtic i don't know what i'm talking about the whole week i felt like the bruins were just like i don't know coasting coasting yeah yeah
0: lost four out of their last five and i think like Five out of the last seven, or some shit like that. Yeah, I don't know. But four bad. out of the last five. You know, um, we, and it we, really didn't look good. It wasn't like you know, lost the you know, bounce of a puck type losses. Right. Like they were, they got beat.
1: We talked a couple of weeks ago about how like you know they they were just crushing teams and killing it, and it was like you know, are they kind of peaking too soon? Do oh, you yeah. do you feel like this little dip here at the end of the season was what they needed to maybe I don't know, get a little humility back in them?
0: Yeah, so I saw that in your in your email earlier today of like the silver lining question. Like could this be good for them to give them like a little reality check before going into the playoffs? Um I think that's an interesting. <laughs> that's one way to look at it. I'm trying to be positive. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm actually I'm actually not as panicked as you might think. I I've just like I've seen them bounce back from bad losses all year and I'm willing to Stay cool, look at the bigger picture of the entire regular season where they were on fire right for the vast majority of it and just suspend all potential panic until Thursday, game 1 against Toronto, uh which will be at home. If they if they come out of the gate and don't look good in that game, I will be full panic like 0 to 100. But until then, until then I'm I'm uh I'm reserving I'm reserving judgment. I'm trying to take the long view here.
1: You're given the, yeah. I mean, if they lose and they lose home ice advantage against Toronto, that Toronto was definitely not a team that I wanted to see in the first round of the playoffs. They just notoriously like have your number. I think we've dropped a couple to them this season. And it's like, man,
0: oh, I, the numbers against Toronto have not been good at all. I, I think they've won like seven out of the last nine or something. It's, it's actually like dramatic.
1: Yeah. It, I mean, it's a bad matchup for the Bruins. They would have been significantly better off playing the New Jersey devils who are not a strong team. What do you hear about the New Jersey devils nowadays? Like m- nothing, right. They're not, Yeah, they're
0: just a, they're just they're a, bar- a, bar- a borderline team. playoff team. Right. Pretty they're, much the every eight, year. they're
1: the eight seed. Like it's, they are what they are. And, you know, the, just getting two points last night could have been the difference between, you know, playing a really tough Toronto team and, you know, hopefully rolling over the New Jersey devils. So,
0: yeah, one thing I actually don't mind. I would have certainly preferred playing the Devils than than the Maple Leafs. But one thing I actually don't mind. I'm sort of talking myself into this. Is that oh, the, yeah. the, the the Toronto plays like a, a really sort of wide open style. Like they don't have like very good defense, so they just like mm-hmm. score a shitload of goals. And I feel like that might be something to sort of like wake up the Bruins. And like in in the past, the, the, when the Bruins have sucked in the, late in the season, it's because they can't fucking put the puck in the net. Right. You know. Uh, so I feel like if they get week. into like Right. I feel like I feel like if they can just get, like, a wake-up call of, like, a big open, you know, you don't have, like, giant bruising defensemen who are going to just, like, punish your, like, little forwards or whatever, like, yeah. Donato, Marchand, Pasternak, all those guys will have, like, time and space to just score, which <laughs> I feel like can be good just to, like, get that out of your head a little bit, you know?
1: Yeah, and they they have kind of. I mean, I think their game the second half of this season was when they were winning, they were scoring a lot, and so like they just need to get yeah. back into that mindset. Hopefully,
0: the last week or so has brought back a lot of like Claude Julian era like insecurities about the Bruins in big moments and in the postseason in general. And like, I'm just I'm hope I I've had no reason to doubt Bruce Cassidy all yeah. year, but like. Yeah, I just—I don't know. I'm trying to—I'm trying to not get like fall into my old tendencies of just like having no confidence in the Bruins in a big spot to be able to like keep up offensively with another team.
1: Yeah, the people out there can't see me, but I'm <laughs> nodding my head vigorously because it, it has felt very close, Julia. Like they're down at the end of the game. You don't expect them to come back. They're just kind of like skating around the ice. They're not putting enough pucks on the net, and it's like, man, speaking what of are being doing down, here? they have
0: gone. They have uh, given up the first goal. So often in the last month, it feels like every, every game. Every time, and, and, they've, every and they've reliably, time. you know, I, if I not come happens. back to actually win, at least come back to to make it a game. But holy crap, they gotta they gotta get rid of that shit. They give up the first goal. Like feels like every night.
1: Yeah, I I think it has been almost every game. It's absurd, and it you don't even uh, you know you tune into the game fifteen minutes to go in the first period, and they're down one nothing, and it's like okay. (laughs) Yeah, every time. Yeah, it just feels like
0: it's sort of like there. It's like what it's just what they do. Like if 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 that's what it takes to wake them up in a given game, it's just like ooh, that's not that's not a great strategy.
1: Rough way to go. Uh, I on. Brighter news, uh, I think Rick Nash is planning on being back for Thursday night.
0: Yeah, he was, I uh, heard earlier this week that he was skating, which is good. I mean, just the yeah. fact that he was on ice, that tells you that he w- he's not in that, like, Mark Savard uh, category of concussion yeah, like we were talking floor, about last yeah. week. Yeah, where he, like, can't fucking leave his bedroom in the blind down. <laughs> right. So it's not that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean they're basically back to full strength. They they you know they got McAvoy back, Char back, Bergeron, R- Rick Nash apparently, Riley Nash who got like a gazillion stitches in his fucking head, oh. um, is like successfully like donned a hockey helmet the other day, which is good news. Oh, good God, I oh my God, the injuries that hockey players
1: suffer, I are the most grotesque, I think.
0: Yeah, and they they all come back. They all just come back.
1: Smashed in the face constantly, and there's just blood. Char got smashed in the face with a stick last night in that game, and they were like, that must have been a really high stick to hit him in the face. And, of course, he doesn't (laughs) wear... I know. You know, Jack Edwards. Uh, He doesn't wear a visor, and so it's just like, holy jesus and he's just like okay like keep skating around like was it like a
0: bloody mess i didn't actually see last no, night's game i was, listened to most of it on the radio no
1: there was no blood but i just like get my eyebrows tweezed and like cry from it i can't imagine getting <laughs> smashed in the face by a stick and just like skating to the bench and shaking it off like i ugh. i don't yeah,
0: understand. no, i hear that i hear that i got a piece of fucking sand in my eye and i'm debilitated <laughs> yeah, for 25 right. minutes
1: exactly down for the count i'm down put me on the DL. Oh God! Well, we'll see how this week goes. I'm still very optimistic about the Bruins. Uh, obviously, I haven't liked the way the last week has gone, but I'm not I'm not down on their chances in the playoffs based on one week.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I'm putting all my chips on the table for Thursday night. If they look good, I'll feel fine, and if yeah. they look legless again, I'll be in full panic. It would just be so. You know, we're talking about the Kyrie thing being such a disappointment. Like, yeah. what a fun year this has been for the Bruins. And if they go, if they, if they Get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs and like look like shit, yeah. Then oh, that will just be that would just be a bummer. I think I think the way they've played all year, they deserve better than that. Hopefully, they don't you know make that bed for themselves.
1: You're right; they deserve better. They should be a well into the playoffs team. And I really want to see that Tampa Bay Bruins matchup.
0: Hell yeah, me too. And I the wa- Toronto I series should be point. the Toronto thing should be fun too because that's yeah. those are like. And it's weird to put the Bruins in this category because of just, like, who they've been historically, but they're both, like, high-flying offensive teams who are just going to, like, fucking sh- be shooting. Right.
1: Shoot it out, basically.
0: Which should be pretty fun. Because, because you know, the all the previous, you know, good Bruins teams we've seen have been sort of built built from the back out and been like defense first and like grinding people down and like a lot of dump and chase and just smashing people in the corners. And like that brand of hockey can be effective, but like this is the, this is the new look, the new look Bruins.
1: Yeah. And clearly it's having a much bigger impact. Yeah. Although I do love a good smash on the corner, but what do you got
0: oh lo- Yeah. Gotta love a good, you know, gotta, this is why I spent 25 minutes watching, uh, watching Adam McQuaid <laughs> fights last week. <laughs>
1: Just down the rabbit
0: hole. So, you got to have that, you gotta have that stuff. You uh, got to have that stuff. Speaking of rabbit holes, you know what I rewatched today? What? Not the whole game, but the last time the Maple Leafs and the Bruins played in the playoffs. Do you remember that? Do you remember the outcome of that series?
1: Uh, I believe they lost in seven games in overtime, if I remember correctly.
0: No. Oh, they. Toronto lost. Oh, Toronto lost? Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, no, so oh, I'm
1: thinking of the f- stupid. Was it the Flyers or the Penguins that we lost to that way?
0: Uh, There's been a couple games that have been losses in the last couple years for the Bruins, But the last time, I believe Don't test my memory.
1: Just tell me the story. I have a terrible
0: (laughs) memory. No, you know, I appreciate appreciate you stepping up there and swinging for it. I was expecting just a straight, (laughs) I don't know. But you just went for it. Listen,
1: you just answer confidently. People will believe you. (laughs) Go ahead. You tell me.
0: Anyways, so that was that 13 year where they lost the Stanley Cup Finals to the Blackhawks. In the first round of the playoffs that year was the Toronto series where i think they blew the bruins were up 3-0 and they almost then they lost thre- the 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 following 3 games in like reverse sweep type fashion yeah and then that game 7 was at home and they like scored two goals in like the last minute and then Patrice Bergeron scored an overtime to win um was, yes, which was I knew like yeah it
1: was overtime i knew it was way more dramatic than it needed to be
0: yeah oh it was it was like epic 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 it was amazing that was such a great I mean, it was a it was a trash series because they won the first three and then lost the next three. I think that's the way it went down. But I wa- I would like rewatch the sort of like highlights from that game seven.
1: Jesus, talk about uh, hating yourself. Why would you do? Th- I guess when you know how it works out, it's fine.
0: <laughs> well, but that that's one of the biggest. Uh, that's one. That's one of my like shining examples in our ongoing. Uh, does winning create chemistry or does chemistry create, <laughs> create winning debate where that, I th- i mean, it's pretty clear that run in the playoffs that like that propelled them, you know, uh, to get all the way to game six of the Stanley Cup finals. And I think that the chemistry, quote unquote, that came of, you know, uh, as a result of that playoff run came mostly from that game seven, like miraculous win. All
1: right. I'm gonna I can go back. see your I'm, face I'm right go. now and
0: I want to smash it. <laughs>
1: I'm going to go back and watch some games too where chemistry wins out and they end up winning. Did the right. argument is like the chicken and the egg. We're just going to go round and round. That's exactly forever on what that. it is, yeah. But the
0: that egg. doesn't mean I'm not going to make my argument.
1: Obviously, the egg came first, something evolved into a chicken egg. But anyway, it doesn't matter.
0: Uh- <laughs> Let's talk let's talk about Brandon Cooks instead.
1: Yeah, we can talk about the stupid Patriots news <laughs> that I'm becoming such a hater on. Uh yeah, big news this week, Brandon Cooks traded to the Rams for a first round draft pick. Thoughts. Ugh, I feel fine. I don't know <laughs> I feel like it was a waste to only have him for a first season. And what are the thi- Belichick does this all the time. He like, trades receivers like they're their monopoly money. Uh it- part of me wonders if like, do you need a couple years to build some momentum and some chemistry with your quarterback and to really like understand <laughs> each other. And they don't really get the time to do that.
0: Yeah. My initial reaction was like similar to yours. I was a little lukewarm on it. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't outraged or anything, but yeah, I do think fine. they got a good return. I thought they yeah. paid. I thought they overpaid for him last off season when they traded a first round pick to New Orleans for Brandon Cooks, and I felt like that was an overpayment for just you know a fast receiver. Like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of those out there. Um, so just to be consistent, if I feel like they overpaid to get them and they got the same thing back, I should be happy with the return when they,
1: yeah, well, but the net gain is null. Like, okay. Right. right. What was the point of that experiment?
0: Well, if it can lead to a high draft pick that can actually help them it, you know, this year, then I'm, I'll be, I'll be all right with it. Brandon Cooks was fine, but you know he wasn't—he wasn't some game breaker that you can't—you can't let walk out the door. You know he's not like a must sign.
1: He's not like Rob Gronkowski, right?
0: Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I was gonna say Garoppolo. He's not these must sign Garoppolo types. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, I I mean it's—I just feel fine about it. It's more Patriots news that keeps breaking. We'll see what Bill does with the first round draft picks and like how that pans out for
0: anybody. For anybody that missed last week's episode it, and or can't tell from Melissa's tone, she's generally annoyed <laughs> oh by this Patriots <laughs> offseason and is dis- treating all their moves as just this nuisance <laughs> to her life.
1: The disdain carries. I do a good job uh, emoting disdain in my voice, I
0: think, <laughs> yeah, if yeah, I, I were I to give to, myself that,
1: some positive feedback.
0: <laughs> probably needless explanation on my part. It was pretty clear.
1: Uh, well, do uh, you think Bill's gonna go for a quarterback with these I first round picks? Freaking hope
0: not. Oh, I hope so. You do really? We need the next Jimmy G. Who is it? Let's get him. Find him. So here's my thing, and this this is like my, if I do have any sort of take from the Brandon Cooks thing, it's this. I had said last year that uh, last year last week that I thought the Patriots sort of like hurt their own negotiating position by. Forecasting that they're like going all in, right? Like they traded Jimmy G, it, which is like a clear sign that like you know you're you're trying to win with for the here and now, not so much for the future, right? And, and I, now I feel like like trading Brandon Cooks for a pick is definitely not a win now move. Like he was still he was still under contract. They like tried to re-sign him, but like you know you still had him for another year of control, right? And. I don't know. I I think you mentioned who they take in the draft. Like I think the draft, what they do with those picks, who they take with those picks is going to give us a real glimpse into um what their plan is, sort of, like, are they committing to right now? Because what I want them to do with the picks is take, make all those picks, don't trade any of them, and, like, rebuild this defense and, like, get better now. Yeah, yeah. But if they end up packaging some picks, trading up, God forbid, and getting a quarterback and, like, looking like they're building for the future, and yet they traded Garoppolo and sticking with Tom Brady, I would just be like, what? what are we doing? Are we...
1: Yeah, that's kind of all over the map. I'm not. I don't want them to package them and trade up. I want like a late first round quarterback that you're like building and developing into your future quarterback, a la Jimmy Garoppolo. Like if you know that you have Brady for, Brady's gonna play for three more years, let's say, then like okay, yeah. that's a good amount of time to like season a quarterback and like see what they got and have them learn under Brady's tutelage, if you will. Uh, but you can't. I mean, I don't want them to wait. I don't want like a. I don't want to be like the jets and just running through quarterbacks every year. Cause they can't stick with anybody or figure it out for a season.
0: Yeah. I guess I just want, I just, I just want a clear direction. Like if they're going to go all in with Brady, I want all in, like let's make these picks to get like some, you know, NFL ready players yeah, right I, now. I
1: mean, they do need some support positions. Like they need a new left tackle. Uh, yeah. They could use some, they could obviously use some defense, maybe a linebacker or something high Hightower who like who knows how healthy he's gonna be
0: you yeah know, maybe a linebacker five yeah
1: <laughs> oh, don't get crazy uh but that shows some like movement at key positions that can like play now and have an impact now I I agree I think that shows like a go all in do it win yeah, it yeah
0: and I think I think that'll be the uh, the biggest indication of like them sort of tipping their hand imagine if they go like quarterback tight end
1: oh god that would Wouldn't be that be
0: unbelievable
1: Joe, oh, that would just be talk about the controversy that would surround those moves.
0: The thing is, is if if uh if they go if they draft a QB or a tight end in any round, it doesn't yeah, even matter. Like it round. doesn't have to be with you know, yeah. we're talking about these high picks, these like sexier picks. But if they get any tight end on the board, like people will like talk about it as like, Oh, is this the next Rob Gronkowski?
1: <laughs> do, why do they talk about it like they're bane? I don't- <laughs>
0: I don't know. That was just like the generic like football analyst voice, I guess. I don't know. It was a little sinister.
1: (laughs) Yeah, of course it'll be a big white guy if it's a tight end. Just like if it's a receiver, it'll be a little white guy. They got like a whole... System going. I must have something super inappropriate.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a little monochromatic in the uh, in the <laughs> pass catcher department for sure. Yeah, exactly. Really makes you question uh, what's guiding the decision making down yeah. there. I don't know.
1: Should we? Should we, is that all you have for the Brandon Cooks takes? Because I feel like those actually move quickly, move well into our like
0: quick takes in and out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Let's get into that. I think I think we've covered all the uh, all the all the news this week. Yeah. To the best of our limited ability. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right. Do you, uh, do you yeah, want to sure, start?
0: Yeah, sure, sure. All right. So let's step into the lightning round. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll tee you up first. Speaking of the draft and speaking of receivers, uh, latest Patriots trade rumor is uh, we've seemed to have moved on from the Johnny Manziel stuff. And now we're all Thank talking God. about trading for Giants wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. The question for you, Melissa, is do you want... Odell Beckham Jr. and uh, Pats have five picks in the top 100. Would you give any of those up for ODB?
1: Okay, I'm gonna be a super. I don't know. I have there's two schools of thought on this, if you will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I actually hate that phrase so much. Um, my instinct is to say no. I don't want him. I. It, you know how you. Some, Sometimes you just get a feeling and you're like, I don't, I don't think I want that guy. I don't want to give up picks for him. We have too many positions of need that should be addressed in the draft, particularly to your point. like That is a super win now kind of move if you trade for him and give up picks for him when I think there's actually bigger areas of opportunity that you need to address in order to actually win now like we talked about in the last segment. But but there's another side of me that looks at it, and, like, people have been talking about this a little bit and being like, oh, but he's a jerk, and it's like, can Belichick really control someone? And, you know, my retort to those people has been, like, yes, see Randy Moss. And, like, the season that him and Tom Brady had, and it was fucking phenomenal, and it was so exciting to watch, and, like, could he be that guy again? My, My instinct says no, but it could be really fun if he you know if they just tore it up for a whole season and just crushed his own you know Brady crushed his own touchdown records and stuff
0: yeah 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 I mean I I would agree with you on the instinct being no I certainly wouldn't move any of those draft picks for him but it would be an interesting thing to have uh to have Odell Beckham on the team for sure
1: yeah uh so other Patriots news they did sign wide receiver Jordan Matthews he did sort of suck with Buffalo last year and he missed six games with an injury. Uh, but you may remember him as being a pretty good wide receiver in Philly a few years ago. Do you find him to be an adequate Brandon Cook's replacement? <laughs> Slash, do you even think he'll make the team?
0: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I do think he'll make the team. Uh, I think this is like this is like classic Patriots. Like get someone who's like stock is low. He was sort of banged up last year, and he sucked with Buffalo, who didn't. Um, and yeah, I remember. I, I maybe I'm just have a weird attraction to Jordan Matthews because I had him on my fantasy team, and he did pretty well for me a few <laughs> years ago. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like this move. I think it's good. I think he'll make the team. I don't know really enough about like his game. Actually, I've heard from what I've heard, he's not like Brandon Cooks. He's more like Edelman. Like he's more of like a slot guy than he is like a downfield like long ball type receiver so i love that yeah it's great i think Uh, it'll be great
1: i like that part of his game a lot he's more of like the dink and dunk and like in the right spot kind of receiver Uh, yeah that's their kind of guy they signed him to like no money he has such a minimal contract with like incentives to gain more that i was like yeah that's a no-brainer why wouldn't you sign a seasoned veteran who like to your point if he can come off the injury you know who knows what he has left in him, and yeah,
0: I mean he's got he's got something to prove to the league. Like yeah. just coming off sort of a shitty year for on a bad team with a you know crappy circumstance, being hurt and whatnot. Like yeah, fuck it.
1: Yeah, and he's he's a young guy too. He's not like an over the hill like washed up yeah no guy. So yeah, I'm, I think it'll
0: be good. I think we'll all be will we'll all be cheering for him next year.
1: Yeah, I, I'm into it. I think he's the I think he's the kind of guy you can cheer for too. He seems like a nice decent guy, like just trying to play football and uh do a good job so i i hope he makes the team i think he'd be interesting to watch and like a great option for brady and the type of receiver that he likes as we know
0: yeah um okay next this one's for you Okay. uh there's a whole bunch of uh confusing math that will determine the Celtics first round playoff matchup. We won't bore our listeners with what those scenarios are, but yeah, it basically we boils don't down know to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to tell them that oh, they know. Um, they know they know they've heard it us talk about basically the <laughs> it basically yeah, it basically boils down to the bucks the heat or the wizards. who do you want to see?
1: I want to see the heat
0: heat all right uh Eric Spolstra, Kelly Olynyk, and the Miami Heat, yeah
1: the fact that kelly Olynyk was the player that you mentioned is exactly why i want to see the heat in the first round
0: yeah i, ju- I i'll take either bucks or heat just no wizards they no, just got
1: they have the mu- so much number. more
0: talent yeah yeah, uh, well, yeah
1: they have a shitty coach but so much talent and i think like the yeah, you in seven games you're not gonna outplay the wizards
0: uh, yeah, it feels like that would be a bad one. I that so a game last week where the Celtics didn't have a point guard. Obviously, no Kyrie, no Marcus Smart. Terry Rozier had an ankle, and Shane Larkin was like sick. So they literally played the Bucks in Milwaukee without a point guard, and came within you know the last thirty seconds of the game, like it was close. It, it, it that any sort of tiny bit of fear I had of the Bucks was evaporated in that. In that moment, so
1: yeah, but they have Bring the Greek. On they, Just have the no Greek wizard. they have the Greek freak.
0: Yeah, I mean, he, he he would definitely be the best player on the floor, but I don't know. I'll t- I'll take I'll take Brad, baby.
1: I don't want to come up against that kind of pro marketing. That's too good. We don't have anything <laughs> like
0: that. It's only because nobody can fucking pronounce his name.
1: Oh, I know. I watch. Did you? No, I'm sure you didn't, because I'm an old lady. Uh, Sixty Minutes did a piece on him. <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
0: Detroit. No, no, no. Go on, please.
1: It was the same episode as the Stormy Daniels interview, so I watched the whole thing. Ah, uh, uh, I see, I see, yeah. I see. Uh, and he has a really interesting, like, story and background. His parents immigrated to Greece from Nigeria, and they gave, uh-huh. their, ki- they gave their kids really Greek names to help them, like, assimilate into the new culture. And he, he has a brother that is like an amazing basketball player, too. And they played on the same team. They were so poor that they actually shared a pair of sneakers, which is like the kind of thing you feel like you would hear as a like, I don't know, way back when I walked uphill both yeah, ways. Yeah, right. Totally, totally, totally. Legit, they say that they like shared shoes because they didn't have enough to like go around.
0: There is something kind of ironic that they, like, went so far out of their way to assimilate and then, like, their two sons became, like, seven foot tall, like, ridiculous <laughs> basketball players, like, yes. just posterizing, like, little Europeans for their entire life. It's like, good job assimilating, boys. Yeah,
1: not, not a land of large people. So, like, I, they stand <laughs> out, I would imagine. All right, next. Uh, someone named Patrick Reed won the Masters this past weekend. He's a super douche, BTW. Uh, do you care about golf and does anybody care (laughs)
0: about Uh, golf or the masters? Yeah. I feel like this was not a masters for anybody that wasn't like already a fan. Uh, a lot of like not huge names were on like the, you know, contending on Sunday. Yeah. Patrick Reed is apparently like sort of a douchebag. Although I gotta be honest, I read into his douchebaggery and I was a little unimpressed. Oh, did you read about how he's, like, estranged from his family and all that shit? Oh, no, I didn't read that. I just heard the story about how, like, his teammates in college, like, accused him of, like, cheating.
1: Oh, yeah, whatever. I "I don't care about that.
0: that. I'm a Patriots fan.
1: (laughs) No, the shit with his family is interesting. He, like, got married when he was 22, and now he's, like, estranged from his parents. And from the brief amount that I read, because I don't give a shit about golf, it it seems like it was very, like, the wife kind of pushed his family out.
0: Oh. yeah,
1: one of those. Yeah, well, I mean, if he could be a, a good uh, villain
0: and sort of sex up the 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 the, I guess. the PGA a bit, like that's fine. I don't know, whatever.
1: and Aaron is an Aaron Rodgers sort of situation, I believe.
0: Ooh, oh, Olivia I, Munn. Don't yeah, get me started.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd leave my family for her, and I'm straight, so that's fine. Same,
0: same, same. same.
1: Anyway, moving on.
0: Uh Who's up? I'm up. You. Uh all right, I'm What's excited up? for this one. Yeah. Your Boston Red Sox. Yeah. Are 7 and 0 since losing the season opener. Hard to believe. Uh, and uh Xander Bogats, who leads the team in average, home runs, hits and runs in this small uh 9 game sample. Yep. Fucking slid into the Rays dugout. Yes, folks, you heard that right. Slid into their dugout and uh, apparently like broke a bone in his ankle. Yeah, he was
1: supposed so to be evaluated So my question to you today.
0: Is uh, was that a stupid thing for Xander Bogarts to do? Go that hard on that play in that game?
1: Yes. F- yes, you're, period. You're a, yes. you're a, a ha- fan
0: of the low effort play for the, uh, for the beginning part of the Major League Baseball season?
1: I'm not going to call it low effort. I'm going to call it cautious play. I just think, uh, sure, if you're going to get hurt, I guess I would rather it's in April than in September if you're Xander Bogarts. But... It, they play 162 games. Can you go sliding into a dugout in every one against the lowly Tampa Bay Rays I, when you're seven and zero? Oh, it's not like, oh, we got to win this to take the season series to move into first place. Like it, just save a little hustle for when it matters. Yeah,
0: easy, easy hindsight. What's sure. funny about the? Okay, uh, what's funny about the? Fucking play is that like when you hear slid into the dugout? I didn't watch, I didn't see that game. Nobody did. And I, but I heard that that happened and I was expecting to watch this like, you know, 18 car pile up onto the raised dugout. It was actually like smooth as fuck. He like slid right into the opening between like the fence and like, did you see it? I don't have time for baseball. I encourage, (laughs) I encourage you to go find that highlight because it was like the smoothest thing. He like, he, he, the reason he was going in that direction is because he like, caught the um the left fielder fucking threw him the ball to try to tag someone out at third and he like flipped it to the third baseman but there wasn't exactly so the ball just goes dribbling (laughs) the ball just goes dribbling into the raised dugout and he like tracked it down and sort of like slid right in there and landed on his feet like it was graceful but he just fucking cracked his ankle apparently i don't know anyways
1: yeah uh, sure, I, I it, it's, you know, they are having a tear of a start. It is like, it's cool to see. I'm glad they're off to a hot start. But I want Xander Bogarts to stay healthy because I want him to stay the, you know, team leader in all those categories. And to your point, you're right. Hindsight's twenty twenty. It's easy for me to say because if he hadn't gotten hurt, right, we would have been talking about like, it was amazing, it was an incredible play. But he, yeah, he right. got hurt and it's like, man, was that really the play that you want to see him get hurt on? Like, no.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right. Next.
1: Speaking of baseball. The Yankees signed the NL MVP, Giancarlo Stanton. He's off to a rough start and even got booed in his first appearance at Yankee Stadium. Does it bring you joy to see a big free agent struggle in New York? And do you think the rivalry's still alive?
0: Ah, my boy Giancarlo. My, the the Red Sox jersey I was destined to buy, uh, thwarted <laughs> by the New York Yankees. And Derek
1: Jeter, colluding. Uh, does it bring me
0: joy? Yeah. Does it bring me joy to see him get booed? I didn't really know that the Yankees fans were that disgruntled right now. I I, I feel like they should be on, like, you know, in a better place emotionally <laughs> uh, and ha- more happy with their team. But Carlos Stanton has been sucking ass. He's, like, oh. setting strikeout oh, records. yeah, like five... Um,
1: strikeouts in a game I heard Felger and Mass talking about this today did you catch it and they were basically saying like
0: yeah five, striking out five times twice in one season hadn't happened it had only happened like three right. times in like a hundred years and he did it on back-to-back right. nights. yeah in
1: the same series I was like whoa that is a rough start
0: yeah brutal as far as the rivalry goes I mean we'll see at the end of the season if the Yankees in the in the Red Sox are are you know uh Neck and neck, or, or, or if there's any sort of juice. I mean, they have their first series uh, of the season this week. Yeah, but we'll see if there's any if there's any life to that. I, I mean, I, I would certainly welcome it. I think both fan bases are looking for any sort of, sort of thing to grab onto um, to sort of rekindle the. hate. Yeah, I
1: agree. I, you know, I think it is um, the Yankees keep doing this to us. They have a shitty start, and you're like, this is the year they're going to suck all year, and it's going to be so great, and then they. Fucking hit June, July, August, and just start mowing people down. Yeah, and it's like start mashing. Uh, I I think the rivalry is still brewing a little bit. Um, They need a couple of good series, like tight series. Someone getting hit, you know, by a pitch, like an inopportune time, to really like bring it back to that fever pitch that it was at. Like, oh God, when I was in college, that like. O one, O two, particularly O three, O four time period, like those were great rivalry years.
0: Right. Yeah, I don't no. think I don't think we're getting no. back to that, but. I mean, hopefully we get something close. What's it? Yeah, for the last couple of years, though, it feels like they've been, like, off-cycle with each other. Like, one team's, like, rebuilding while the other one is contending and vice versa. Like, at least now, both teams are, like, loaded up more or less for this year. So we, we should have some sort yeah, of Yeah, I, I would like to know. see it
1: come back. I think it is exciting and it adds a little more fun and flair into the game. You know, and you, like, love—I— you I, used to be able to name a Yankees lineup the same way I could name a Red Sox lineup because like those right, are the people right, that I right. hated so much. And I, you know, now it's like, all right, I know Aaron judge. I know, you know, Chapman is a pitcher. But other than that, I was like, eh.
0: yeah, yeah. Well, let's switch gears a little bit. Speaking yeah. of, uh, fun and flair. Yeah. Uh, well, a shitload of people this weekend, uh, attended and or watched WrestleMania. Uh, which included the WWE debut of UFC fighter and legitimate fucking scary human, Ronda <laughs> Rousey. Uh, I'll ask you the same question you asked me regarding golf. Uh, do we care about wrestling? Um, care is a
1: strong word. I appreciate <laughs> the entertainment value of wrestling quite a bit. I think the way they engage their fans and the way they tell a story, like they know how to sell and market their like brand and if you sat me down and said okay you can either watch this golf game game match i don't even know what it's called or (laughs) this like wrestling pay-per-view i would take the wrestling pay-per-view i'm
0: taking the wrestling a million times times.
1: and it's gonna be fun and i'm gonna laugh and like you would probably find yourself like cheering for people not even knowing what's happening because you get like hyped up with the crowd
0: yeah, they make it. They make it easy enough to follow. Like the storylines are so like surface level that you can just like s- jump in and know what's going on.
1: And there were wrestlers still wrestling that were wrestling when we were kids. And like I, I don't, know. Underst- I don't understand that. Yeah, but, that makes me nervous about that. Who them. the hell
0: knows what's going on inside of those bodies? Yeah, Triple nothing, H, The Undertaker. Nothing good. Yeah, nothing good. Follow up yeah. question regarding WrestleMania: Were you relieved that uh, Rob Gronkowski did not make an appearance this year? Yes. Yeah. Same. <laughs> I,
1: I have a follow up question for you. That pay per view was like seven hours. Is there anything that you would watch for seven straight hours?
0: Uh, I can't. Maybe. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Me either. I have a hard time sitting through a two hour movie.
0: Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm just like a hard shifting no. in my seat. Yeah, I can't do it. Uh, anyway. All right, your turn. Ready? Yeah. Uh,
1: Green Bay Packers wide receiver Trevor Davis. Uh. <laughs> apparently thought he was being humorous and attempted to make a joke to his girlfriend about explosives in his bag. Hilarious. Uh, where, where was he when he made this joke, you may ask yourself? <laughs> uh, he he was in line for TSA at LAX. Um, he clearly got arrested for that. Th- thoughts and opinions? <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, well, um, the, I, I find it funny that this guy made the same joke that I made like the first time I flew when I was like eight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and your mom and, yelled at you? yeah you know, she most certainly did. Uh and you know that was uh, a little bit more of a relaxed time. That was probably like 1997 or something. Yeah. Um but yeah, what a fucking moron. And apparently like his girlfriend was like uh and like didn't really engage and like tried to like reel him in but they were like fuck this dude and arrested him.
1: Yeah, of course. What
0: is wrong with you? And based on the transcripts I've read, it's when something like TSA agent says, do you have anything liquid, hazardous, explosive, yada, yada, yada. And he turns to his girlfriend and says, did you remember to pack the explosives? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh my god
0: you know if this you cut to the scene where they slam the fucking iron bars in front of his face
1: yeah like dude there's other people trying to travel you just ruin their day you yeah. don't yell douche. fire in a theater you don't douche. talk about explosives in an airport like what is wrong with you
0: douche Super speaking douche. of speaking of what is wrong with you this might be my favorite story in all of sports this week uh this is our other douche of the week candidate Uh, UFC fighter and angry Irishman stereotype Conor McGregor (laughs) got fucking arrested this weekend for throwing like a hand truck through the window of a bus, a big ass like luxury bus that was carrying other UFC fighters at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn remarkably this ridiculously stupid act was all caught on camera and not just like shitty iphone camera like they were filming for a show it's amc's show and he got arrested for like aggravated assault or something like that and turned himself in on monday i I read a thing that says he faces up to seven years in jail like can you imagine he's out on like
1: fifty thousand dollar bail like that's no joke bail but they I mean, let him, like leave the country and stuff, so I don't
0: know. Right, they didn't take his passport away. That is that's no. chump change for Conor McGregor. But have you seen the? Did you see the clip of that? No. Oh God! Forget <laughs> Xander Bogaerts sliding into the dugout. You can you can save that for a rainy day. You need to watch the Conor McGregor clip now. It is unbelievable. Cause it's like, cause it's like legit, it's long, it's a long ordeal. Like he's like punching the windows. He's got all these like dudes with him. fucking. They're like throwing like all sorts of random objects at this bus. Like what? And we've got multiple camera angles. They're all mic'd up. Again, this is for like an AMC show. Like it's not like, you know, some random passerby had their phone out. Like it's like well documented crime. What
1: initiated that response? I don't know. He it, it was, he
0: was like challenging one of the dudes to a fight. He was like, "Yo, you're yeah, a fucking hack. What they Get do. out here it's and fight, fight me."
1: Like, what? Save it for the ring. Your job is to fight. What I ugh, god god.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It was foolish though. And then but like they were like running around afterwards like 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 high school kids who just like TP'd the principal's house or something like that. Like they were like Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! like running through the parking lot and then like next day arrested. Like you fool. Yeah,
1: dumbass. Meanwhile, that poor bus driver. I like, have
0: uh, a I have a follow up question for you. Yeah. Do you think if Conor McGregor actually ever goes to jail, will they will he ever get out, or will he just constantly be being like put on like longer sentences for like fighting and bad behavior in yeah, prison?
1: Yeah, the second one. He'll never get I, I, out.
0: I feel like if they give him like a six month sentence, like you know the type of shit that celebrities get, where they like go to jail but like not really. Yeah, like they'll try to give him some like fluffy celebrity sentence, and he'll just never get out because he just can't stop fighting people. Yeah,
1: and people that aren't even asking for it, he's <laughs> just just like <laughs> wailing on people, just trying to like serve him his porridge in the morning. They're like, for Christ's like sake, this- Connor, sit down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this could be potentially uh, career threatening for Conor McGregor because yeah, I. I I'm not so sure he'll ever get out of there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he'll be a lifer for anything.
0: yeah. On a, on a six month sentence.
1: Oh, uh, Whoa. A lot happened this week. It was a very Big full week. episode. We got great things coming up this week, mostly the start of playoff hockey and I
0: can't fucking wait. Yeah, we'll definitely have that on the board next week and I think we'll be we'll, we'll we'll certainly know who the Celtics have in the first round and I'm not sure whether they will have played a game yet but I do not, we'll be getting um, close at least.
1: Yeah, we, yeah, we'll at least have some things wrapped up the regular season for sure.
0: Um, cool. So if anybody wants to uh, get in touch or uh, send Melissa that uh, Conor McGregor video, you can do that <laughs> on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Titletown Cast. We're uh, more or less, uh, you know, willing to engage in yeah. all hours of the day and night yeah, on there.
1: Particularly Craig. I'm useless, but he's great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can also please... Too
0: busy watching 60 Minutes. <laughs> Yeah, I got, on fucking VHS. I got
1: old lady stuff to do. I don't have time for all this technology. It's too confusing. What's my password? I don't know. Uh, you can also listen to this podcast and tell your friends about it on like literally any platform. Uh, iTunes being the main one. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. We're all over the place. So rate, subscribe, tell a, tell a buddy, tell someone you hate. I don't care.
0: Yeah, give it a go. <laughs> um... And on that note, uh, I guess I'll talk to you next week. There, Clarky.
1: All right, bye, everybody.
0: Check this out. That's me starting my car where I'm recording <laughs> this.
1: Yeah, you should go get out of your car. See ya.